and welcome. This is the What If I Told You podcast. A show where we are patiently awaiting for our own alien abduction. We are indeed. I wouldn't be opposed. I'm trying to be abducted by aliens. I just want to know what it's like to not be here. Mm -hmm. I don't think that aliens would pick our town to hover. So maybe we need to move west. Well, we clearly need to move to like New Mexico. Right. <laughs> That's Although, where I'm trying to live. Yeah. I want I want to like run a diner in New Mexico and talk to weird alien enthusiasts about aliens while I serve them food and sell turquoise. Yes, absolutely. Jewelry. Yeah. I'll sell turquoise jewelry in the lobby of your diner. Perfect. It'll be great. I won't cut my hair for a while, so in like a year, it'll be like down to my ankles. I could convince Caden to grow his hair back out. Hell yeah. He could be our little sign spinner outside. Sign spinner. I like it. (laughs) We'll get him a Vans contract. We have big goals on this show. That's right. You know what I think would be super possible? If Caden <laughs> grew his hair out long again, him and Ezra could play brothers on a sitcom. Oh my gosh, that would be so cute. It would like two little like long-haired blonde skater boys. Oh, they could make it in Hollywood, people. I know. I Caden is just the a, a different kid without his long hair. It's, oh, it yeah. literally makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> it's been how long now? Like almost two years? Yeah, it's been a long time. And sometimes I look at him and I'm like, who are you? Who are you? What have you done? <laughs> oh, shit. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. So if you know any aliens, send them our way. Um, we're down. We're down. We won't scream or anything. We'll they- just... No, no one can see me. (laughs) Arms open wide, ready to receive. (laughs) They might send us back. They might be like, oh. (laughs) Too enthusiastic, these two. No, no, no. (laughs) We need need better humans. (laughs) You guys are not what we're looking for at the moment. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Oh, shit. So, obviously, today we're talking about aliens. We're talking about aliens today. It's been too long. Yeah, we're going back to our roots today. I just want to say that before we visit the breakfast nook, or what is slowly turning into the just the food nook. <laughs> um, so, in the winter, my, I have, like, dry skin. Mm-hmm. I don't have, like, eczema, but... I do get like dry patches yeah. on my like on my arms sometimes in the winter and my face gets dry. It's particularly dry right now because of the mask. Cuz I have to wear a mask all day at work. Mm-hmm. Even at my desk. That sucks. Which I am in a cubicle. I've like there are walls separating me and the other pe- there are four of us in the room. We all have walls around us and we're all more than 6 feet away from each other. Yeah. But because of the county rules, not CDC does not require us to wear masks at the at the way that we are structured in our office. But the county, 
thinks that they're smarter than the CDC. And so right. now I have to wear a mask all day, that except sucks. for when I eat lunch. And so my face is like, uh, fuck you. And it's just dry as shit. These two guys I have, this one, holy shit. My soul left my body when I squeezed it the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like my face is, it's not like broken out. Mm hmm. But I've never been prone to getting zits or anything, really. Like, once in a blue moon. Yeah. They're very random for me, too. Yeah. I don't have acne. Yes. Super random. Whatever. But I've had more since we've had to start wearing masks all day at our desks than I've had in my entire life. Yeah. I go to great lengths with my skincare. Like Yes, you do. I am I use very particular products. I do certain things in the morning, certain things at night. I do like I have a whole You thing. do it all. Like there are some products I only I use every other day and I alternate. It's a thing. So whenever I take so much care to maintain my skin, yeah. and then I have to wear a mask all day and it absorbs all of my sunscreen and all of my moisturizer that I paid like fucking $80 for. <laughs> I want to like throttle someone. <laughs> Can I get a moisturizer resistant mask? Thanks, COVID. It's got all my Tatcha. Ugh, that's ridiculous. It's, it's silly. But I say all that to say that I have a dry patch forming a little crescent on my tattoo. It's really annoying. We're in the nook now. I had Malta meal. It's evening today. It's the 30th of December. My grandpa's birthday. He's 73. Happy What's birthday, up? grandpa. Gib. Oh, uh, Gib. Yeah. I know, Gib. I see him at every visitation I attend. That's right. He works at the cemetery in our town. He, like is the maintainer of it he opens it he closes it he you know whatever a job for a 73 year old man i want to do that when i'm 73 i know he because <laughs> he he does other stuff during the day but when i lived with them he would literally like get up in the morning open the cemetery and then go to like whatever diner all the old guys in town go to be and just, like drink coffee yeah <laughs> all morning <laughs> so it's yeah, but today's his birthday. Um, it's evening time today, but I had Malta meal for dinner. I love Malta meal. It's been a while since I've had that. Um, it makes me feel like a child because my grandma used to make it for me. She would actually make me cream of wheat, which is a little different, but yeah, essentially the same. It's like a warm thin wheat cereal I yeah don't know. it's i love it i put yeah. just a little brown sugar and cinnamon in it mm. perfection i have yet to eat anything of real substance but maddie and i did have some uh oreo ice cream sandwiches oh yeah i forgot that we ate that mm. those were good as shit they were so good i love an ice cream sandwich me too i love the texture of the the cookie part yeah me too it's like a race at the end though Woo. yeah it is <laughs> yeah it is fucking delicious yeah so so not really a whole food nook no um, 
as a baby. Next time we'll do something fun. Yeah. I will say my friend Ashley um, Snapchatted me the other day. And it was a picture of Taco Bell in her passenger seat. And she said, y'all made me do this. <laughs> oh, speaking of Taco Bell, Emily tagged me in a Facebook post that was like a different Taco Bell order for each Zodiac sign. Yes. Let me read them. <laughs> I have to say that mine was spot on. So let me scroll through here. Maddie's a Cancer. Correct. Hers is the Nacho Cheese Doritos Locos Taco. Which I get every single time I go to Taco Bell. No lettuce. That's absolutely right. <laughs> Hers. <laughs> and the reason is so perfect, too. <laughs> is imaginative, hard outer shell, squishy on the inside, <laughs> sensitive under pressure. That one I don't agree with. Do not agree with that. But... 80% cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's 100% accurate. <laughs> so I would say mine is kind of accurate. I'm Aries, so I got Nacho Supreme. Love a good Nacho Supreme. Yeah. Um, Ambitious. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Supreme Leader. Meh. <laughs> Supreme Leader? <laughs> Is this North Korea? <laughs> Choked on my spit. Uh, snaps without warning. Absolutely, that happens. <laughs> Hard to swallow. Not into sharing and easy on the eyes. So those last couple. In if you want to know what your Taco Bell Zodiac sign <laughs> is, send us an email. We'll send it to you. What if I told you podcast at gmail.com? That's right. So next is Chips Corner. Chips Corner. These are in regards to our Bermuda Triangle episode, which was episode eight. eight. So our last full-length episode, because technically episode nine wasn't really episode nine. That was like no. a bonus. That was a bonus guy. Little bonus. It was really fun to make. We have a lot of content that we keep when we edit out of episodes. And I had to throw in the little segment of weird sounds that Keegan saves. <laughs> Did you hear that? Like this three back to back. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. So in response to our Bermuda Triangle episode, here is what Chip had to say. Cruise ships actually regularly sail through the region of the Bermuda Triangle. Which we assumed. Which we assumed. Next is, he told me what gale force wind meant. Okay, yeah, we were curious about gale force winds. It says, and this is a direct quote from a text message, gale means a strong wind. <laughs> so its definition is in the name, gale force winds. Technically, between 32 and 63 miles per hour, or between 28 and 55 knots, or between 7 and 10 on the Beaufort scale. Well, we don't measure anything in knots because we're not on a Navy ship. This is true. Um, But 32 miles per hour counts as gale force winds. That is not that much. I mean, that's pretty strong winds, but we have that here. Almost regularly. Regularly. The other, 
what was it like right the day before Christmas? Oh yeah, it was windy. windy. Fuck. I mean, I like opened the door to let the dogs out, and April looked at me like, "You fucking kidding me? I'm not going out there." (laughs) Brat. She is a princess. If it is precipitating at all, she'll sit. She'll sit. And if I try to like put her on the leash and take her into the front yard because the backyard's muddy, she will sit on the top step of the front porch and just be like, and I'll like try to pull on her leash a little. <laughs> Nothing. Oh my gosh. It's she puts her foot down and just refuses. <laughs> she not, really does. Not today. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to hold it. I don't need to be. So unfortunately, we found out that SS does not stand for smooth sailor. That makes me so depressed. It stands for screw steamer. Well, that's stupid. And last but not least, mm-hmm. the question, what is a pleasure yacht? Is it is it what we wanted it to be? Well, Google's definition is pleasure yachts and recreational boats are pleasure vessels used for personal and sometimes sportsmanlike recreation. Uh, well. What sportsman like recreation? That's like re- that's redundant. Fishing, recreation, or sportsman? You don't need both those terms. Recreation kind of implies the sport. Google, be more concise, please. And we all know that if you're calling it a pleasure yacht, <laughs> then you you you're running a brothel on it. I'm sorry. You don't hear of someone having a pleasure car no i mean you have just nice cars that you take to car shows yeah for fun even if you own like a recreational type of car like an off-road car for like a jeep or a land rover or something you're not calling it a pleasure car (laughs) you're just calling it a jeep (laughs) (laughs) shit this is my pleasure jeep so thanks, Chip, as always. Thanks, Chip. You have enlightened us, and we are smarter than we were earlier. A little upset about the Smooth Sailor one, though. I'm going to ignore that one, and I'm just going to maintain Smooth Sailor. When, yeah. I'm, you know, when I buy my own pleasure yacht, SS is going to stand for Smooth Sailor. That should just be the name. This is the SS Smooth Sailor. <laughs> smooth Sailor, Smooth Sailor. <laughs> That's right. So nice, you had to name it twice. (laughs) Okay. Well, I can't wait for us to own a boat at some point in our life. (laughs) Oh my god, my boss the other day, he's like, one of him and his brother own the company that I work for. And my desk is right outside his office, and I only see him like... For 30 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And through the holidays, I have seen him zero times. But when he would come in, I think he has like a house on an island in the Caribbean. Damn. Um. So he's like, he's probably there. I don't know where he is. But <laughs> he gets a lot of mail from plane companies because he owns a plane. Damn, dude. And this is what he tells me a lot. He's like, ugh. Don't buy a plane. They just send you so much mail. (laughs) And I was like, thank you so much for that sage advice. I'll note that one. Oh, wow. 
I would be terrified to fly a plane. First of all, yes. Um, second of all, I didn't want to say, sir, I'm never going to be able to own a plane. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Oh, my god. Okay. <laughs> I still please. shop at Aldi. So I'm <laughs> They have not... the best cheese. They have the best cheese selection. Oh, my. I was at Aldi today, and I marvel at their cheese selection every single time. But if you're shopping at Aldi, you probably don't own a plane. Probably just, not. You're definitely uh, not flying your plane to Aldi. I'm just connecting those dots. So, so as you have guessed and we've already said, our topic today is aliens. Now, specifically, we're going to talk about the new stuff that has come out regarding the government and ufos aliens blah 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 because a lot of stuff's come out in 2020 yeah and not a lot of people have been talking about it yeah not a lot of people have been talking about it so there's some speculation about why that could be could it be coincidental yeah like they decided to come out and say these things, and then it just so happened that it got buried under COVID, or was it strategic? Right. Like, hey, there's a lot of shit going on right now. We have to tell these people, but let's do it during COVID mm -hmm. so not a lot of people pay attention to it. Right. These are things that people need to talk about. Yeah. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your your views are on anything. Right. This is some, like, seriously crazy shit. It's, like, next level shit. And, you know, we're just going to get into it. Yeah. Let's just tell you about it instead of being vague. So we've posed the question. Coincidence? Strategic. We're going to grapple with these two camps really this entire episode yeah and then you can decide and you can decide what you believe and we'll tell you at the end kind of where we're on it so first thing is first the pentagon has released three short videos showing what they are calling unidentified aerial phenomena yes which i think is a term they're kind of trying to move towards away from UFO. Yes. I get it. Yes. These had previously been released by a private company, but were just acknowledged by the Navy as being legitimate. And this happened in September of 2019. Right. So they were first released... Between December of 17 and March of 18 by the company To The Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, which is co-founded by Tom DeLong. Uh, which, if you don't know, Blink-182. Yes. Um, my man Tom, he has talked about aliens for so long. They even have a song on one of their early albums called Aliens Exist. Yeah. It's an excellent song. And um, 
He's been obsessed with aliens for a long time. Yeah. He probably has multiple episodes on Joe Rogan. Um, and he talks about being in contact with, like, high-ranking military and government officials about UFOs, about possible alien activity, whatever. And people just blow him off like, this guy's fucking crazy. Yeah. Just because he's, you know, a punk rock idol. Yeah. The dude knows his shit. Yeah, it's so <laughs> I I like listen to the, his episode with Joe Rogan and the the weird thing is like I listened to it before I realized that his company was actually acknowledged by the government as like being affiliated. Yeah. And I listened to his episode just because it's Tom. I'm going to listen. He's precious. He's he's precious and I love him. It's a really good episode. It's long. And he can't say a lot of things. And he tells Joe, like, well, I can't really talk about it specifically. But here is kind of what it's about. Yeah. There's a lot of that. And I think a lot of people are like, it's pointless for him to tell this story because he just keeps saying, I can't talk about it. I can't say, like, details. I get that. But he's, I don't know. You just think someone who's, like... An alien enthusiast is just going to be, like, hyper weird. Yeah. And he's, like, a normal-ass dude. <laughs> yeah. He just pays attention. Yes. And let's be honest, most people are pretty much just in the realm of accepting uh, aliens are probably there. Yeah. Most people either say, eh, or they're like, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard someone just come out and say, I don't think aliens exist. Yeah. So. And let's be honest, it's probably going to be your, like, uber religious people that are going to say that. Yeah. Which doesn't, I, I personally don't think the two are mutually exclusive. I don't think you have to either believe in a religion or believe aliens exist. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think they have anything to do with each other. Yeah. I think they're perfectly fine being simultaneous. Yeah, absolutely. But some people don't think that. I think anything is possible. If I you think there just are, believe it. I just think that there's there's obviously so much we don't know and uh you guys are about to learn We're in gonna this episode. I mean, if you guys stuff. don't already know at this point, it's just a conversation. Yeah. Because it's out there. It's out there. It's out there. So these videos show UFOs moving rapidly. And they were actually recorded on infrared cameras. And I don't know if anyone listening has seen these. You should definitely check them out. Yeah. They're just different than what you've seen before. Yeah. Totally different. Um, two videos actually contain service members and I mean, it records their reactions to seeing them and, Mm -hmm. you know, not only just them in general, um, but the speed of these objects. And one of the service members was even speculating that they could be drones. So obviously if you have, you know, an airman that has locked in on this object 
and you hear his reaction mm-hmm. and he doesn't know what it is right off the bat. Yeah. And you have to think like these military pilots, they've seen every single type of aircraft that exists. Right. I mean, let's be honest. Most countries know what every other country has in their arsenal. Yeah. I mean, obviously, each country is, like, jealously guarding their military secrets. But in order to know if your planes are working correct, you have to fly them. And in order to fly them, you have to be in the air and travel long distances. Right. People see your shit. That's Mm -hmm. how it goes. If a military pilot is out there in the air and they see something and they don't know what it is, that... Is a sign. Right. Because they probably know the aircraft that other countries have. And I think that's the most compelling part of that one video in particular. Mm -hmm. You know, where you see their... Like cockpit? Yeah, and their maybe like radar Radar, yeah. And, you know, their little target area on their screen, you know gets in on that thing and yeah. you hear them in the background just totally blown away. Yeah. It's insane. Uh so the Pentagon has made statements in the past regarding programs and that were affiliated with UFO studies and all of these things. They had stated that it existed But it was a, quote, once covert program. Mm -hmm. So while it was in operation, it was very secretive and not acknowledged. Right. And this program was then called Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Awkward. Don't know why it needs so many names. But it was investigating UFOs. However, they said that the program was defunded and disbanded and it was not in operation after 2012 so it was quote operating from 2007 to 2012 but really it was just renamed and placed under a different department so the program effectively was just renamed to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. That's something I want to be on. Yes. Excuse me, who's recruiting for this department? I am uh, 100% capable of whatever position you put me in. That's right. We don't have criminal records, so we would certainly be able to qualify um, for security clearance. Yeah. I don't care if you just need a door greeter at your building, maybe. I'll get coffee. I'll make sure you guys get the good shit. Yeah. You can count on us. (laughs) (laughs) And so the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force was moved, not hidden, but I mean buried in the department, uh, the Office of Naval Intelligence. A department within a department. A department within a department. Blah, blah, blah. They're in a basement with no windows. Yeah. Nobody knows they're there. That's basically what's happening. They're <laughs> going from being covert to covert. They were this and now they're that. 
They're running and hiding, and that's yeah, that's what's happening here. They're not going to come out and be like, "This is the um, UFO task force. This is our address. This is what we do. <laughs> this is where you can request records. UFOs are real. We've seen them. Yeah, they're they're not doing that. Um, but officials in this department continue to investigate." The encounters between military pilots and, quote, unidentified aerial vehicles. So, you know, they're doing what we all wish we could do. Yes. Um, The original program, AATIP. A-TIP. (laughs) A-TIP. Studied video of aerial encounters with unknown objects. Um. It was actually launched at the wish of former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid of Nevada. So he's actually been really vocal about all of the information, like, surrounding the government's study of UFOs. Good for him. What's up, Harry? He's also in the doc, The Phenomenon, which we didn't finish. It's awkward, but we, we know everything that happens in it anyways. And we almost fell asleep watching it. We all almost fell asleep watching it. <laughs> it was it was bad. We had some TB in our bellies. Yeah. Was it? Did they put melatonin in our Taco Bell? We were geared up and... We were, like, ready. We were so... This was a thing. A whole thing. It was a whole thing. We got Taco Bell food, Sonic drinks. Like, yes. we went all out on this. Maddie got two drinks. I got two drinks, you guys. <laughs> I had to get my an unsweet tea. But I also needed a vanilla Sprite. Yeah. So, we did, we did everything we were supposed to do. And then... The doc didn't. It just... It didn't hold up its end of the bargain. It's good. Just a little slow. It's... Yeah, it was... A, it was slow. We got an hour in and hit pause and we were like... This shit is two hours long? (laughs) What do you mean? What did we expect? I mean, Bob Lazar was only an hour and 15. That's true. And that was jam-packed full of shit. Yeah, I looked like a kid on cartoons. That's right. That was amazing. If you guys haven't watched that, I mean, we're on episode 10 at this point. Yeah, where have you been? Please. Watch Bob Lazar. And then send us... A report. Yes, and we will give you a grade. We grade on the four-point scale. Anyway, um, so Harry Reid of Nevada, he's spearheading the A-tip. And <laughs> um, but allegedly... ATIP was ended in 2012 due to funding reorganization. Blatant lies. Lies, people. So, Senator Reid has been particularly vocal about the government's suppression of knowledge of UFOs and potential materials and communications from extraterrestrials. So, the suppression of knowledge is, like, something... That we have seen a lot when it comes to this topic. Yes. Because. When are they going to realize we know, like we believe, we're not going to freak out. Yeah. And so it begs the question of why are they suppressing knowledge, especially now when it's 
pretty clear that it's not going to cause mass chaos. People aren't going to flip out. It's and 2020. We're not going to, like, flip out, run around, and start fires and shit. Yeah. Like, it, this is not apocalyptic level shit. We will just take it on the chin. We'll accept it. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. So my thought is that they're suppressing it for other reasons. There's, I mean, because it all comes down to technology. The suppression of knowledge of extraterrestrial life and the te- whatever technology they have clearly surpasses ours because they were able to make it here. Absolutely. So clearly if people have knowledge of the existence of these beings, they have knowledge, some kind of knowledge of their technology, and they're suppressing it. What is this technology? Why can't we be aware of it? Is it dangerous? Is it wildly advanced and they want to figure out how to monetize it? That's the way I lean. Same. Everything comes down to money. Always. Always. So that has to be part of it. But in the documentary, The Phenomenon, uh, Senator Reid said, quote, The federal government all these years has covered up important information about UFOs. Put brake pads on everything. Stopped it. I think it's very, very bad for our country. Ooh. Yeah, that quote to me kind of says there are things that they have discovered that could help us further ourselves as a society. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they are not taking steps towards that. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, come on, people, it's 2020. Yeah. You think that our technology is super advanced. Right. But for goodness sake, like 5G just became a thing. Yeah. And if you like look at the technology that we use on a day-to-day basis, like look at transportation, we still use combustion engines we talked about this in our area 51 episode it's something that dr stephen greer one of his major major points is the suppression of energy technology yeah and he's like why are we using literally 18th 19th century technology yeah because we're so freaking deep into the oil industry they don't want to let that shit go exactly that is exactly what he says is it's the Fossil fuel industry is a trillion dollar industry. And so we are using wildly antiquated technology. It's like when people wanted to get rid of plastic straws and all fucking hell broke loose. Yeah. Really, people? Yeah. Just use a freaking... A glass straw. A glass straw. A a rubber straw. I mean, I have a plastic straw, but it's something I'm going to use for probably it's, years with this water bottle. It's not single use. Right. This, yes. Um, my issue really with the reusable straws is not, like, I like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. I really like the idea of having a stainless steel straw I prefer the glass ones that are clear because you can see how dirty it is. But if I carry a glass straw with me in my purse, it's going to shatter. And then I'm just going to like reach into my purse, come up with a handful (laughs) of glass shards. It's going to happen 
100% guaranteed that would happen. Yeah. And the stainless steel straw, I'm not going to be able to see if it's dirty. And it could have, like, shit in there. Yeah, like, I get that. a spider could be in there. You know, I guess my whole point is there's so many people who don't want us to do these little things mm-hmm. to better ourselves and our environment. Yes. Like, you don't want to recycle. Fine. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm so sorry. That's inconvenient for you. You know, and I'm not a huge recycler. I mean, we op- we have a recycle bin that we put shit in, but I don't go out of my way to recycle. Mm-hmm. That which is bad of me, I know. But it makes sense that our not only our government but our people would not want to give up the oil industry because of the money, mm-hmm. the jobs. I get that. But I think people need to start thinking ahead yes. and you know well i'm not gonna be alive and you know 50 years from now yeah but your children your grandchildren your great grandchildren yeah. and how self-centered is it to be like well i'm not gonna be here so why should i care exactly well fuck you dude yeah so if there really is technology out there that we have I don't want to say got our hands on, but basically got our hands on because the government knows of extraterrestrial life. Mm-hmm. It is so incredibly messed up. Yeah. That they're not presenting it mm-hmm. and perfecting it and yeah. testing it. I mean, maybe they are. Maybe. I doubt it, though. I I doubt. I'm, I don't doubt that they are testing it and trying to perfect it and improve it. But my thought is that they're not doing that for commercial purposes. No, absolutely not. They're doing it for military purposes. Mm -hmm. So, which it's really infuriating because there's just, there's so much time wasted in continuing to create such out of touch technology as cars Mm -hmm. why aren't all cars electric now why why and why are they so goddamn expensive Uh, yeah i looked at the new tesla model which i'm going to get a tesla that's going to be my next car so i'm gonna have my current car for a while uh but the newest tesla model clocks in at under 50 grand mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god that's so cheap and then i was like wait no it's not <laughs> i bought my car for 15 yeah but for a tesla where you're just used to it being like 90 grand and then you see it at come in under 50 you're just like oh my god why don't i have this now yeah because i still can't afford it <laughs> we just have our minds at this point are so far back than where they should be yes i mean i even as young as i am constantly fret over what not only this country but this world is going to be like when my sons are having children yeah it literally makes me sick to my stomach i constantly like and especially because in undergrad i took environmental science and it will, like, blow your mind to think about, like, the effects of 
pollution and all of the like trash and waste and non-degradable shit that we throw just fucking out in the ocean in the earth and how that affects the water cycle how it affects every part of life on the earth after I took that class I was panicked I was like we're gonna be living in Mad Max soon like yeah I'm gonna be still alive on this earth and I'm gonna be fucking furious over here with like no arm have an ass I don't know how many times you and I have talked about getting our apocalypse outfits together. Well, we better factor in a metal arm. We need to get this shit ready to go because I'm telling you, no one gives a shit about anything. No. No. (sighs) Tangent over. Yeah. Yeah. Let's save the earth, everyone. Now back to the story. Now back to the story. (laughs) Okay. So... A former head of the ATIP program, Louise Elizondo, told CNN in 2017 that he personally believes, quote, there is very compelling evidence that we may not be alone and that these craft, we will call them aircraft, are displaying characteristics that are not currently within the U.S. inventory nor in any foreign inventory that we are aware of. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. So there we go. Obviously, this guy, high-ranking military official or government official, talking about aircraft in foreign inventory. Clearly, we know what kind of aircraft other countries have. Could they possibly be hiding some shit? Yes, of course. But likely, probably not. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. Um, And Elizondo resigned from the Defense Department in 2017 in protest over the secrecy surrounding the program. When you have people like that, yeah, and people like Bob Lazar, like when you have military officials and then people like scientists, those types, Mm -hmm. and they're just outraged, you really want to just know what in the fuck is going on because there's way more than what these people are saying absolutely of course and the amount of government and military officials that have made statements on documentaries whatever you see it on mm-hmm. i mean you ha- you just have to believe those guys yeah how can you look at an older gentleman who is retired from the Air Force, what the fuck ever, and not believe it when he says, like, this is what happened to us. Yeah. Because to me, when I see, you know, retired officials or even officials that have left for some reason, they're really putting themselves out there. They really are. Especially when they come out on any sort of media platform. Right. And say... This happened. Yes. And what's funny is what uh, Louise Elizondo told CNN, that was in 2017 that he made those statements. Like, CNN is the major media source. Yep. They're where you go for news, like nationwide, worldwide news. If he made those statements in 2017 to CNN, 
why didn't any of us hear about this? Why wasn't this on primetime news? It was just buried in an article on CNN's website. Mm -hmm. Yep. Why? Can we get some answers, please? Um, So the Pentagon will not actually discuss the program, even though it's technically not a classified program. Mm -hmm. But because it deals with classified information. Now, this is just splitting hairs here. Effectively, this is a classified program. Yeah. It's technically not classified, but the information is classified. So let's stop with the semantics. It's a classified program. Yeah, I mean, because they basically handle it like a matter of national security. Which is understandable, but just call it what it is. Right. Let's... Like, let's just cut the shit. Let's cut the shit, people. Do these people think that we don't pay attention to these things? I mean, of course, there are people who do not pay attention to these things. Right, exactly. But like you said, I mean, mass hysteria is not going to ensue if they're like, all right, folks, you guessed it. (laughs) Aliens are fucking real. Um, (laughs) Just because we're saying this doesn't mean they're going to come zap you all right and my like i guess the way i look at it is so if they if they've already made contact with uh, with people or beings from other planets nothing has happened right they have made it here nothing has changed obviously we can't say okay you all know by now that Madeline and I fucking believe aliens are real. Okay. <laughs> if you are not aware yet. If you're not getting this. <laughs> obviously, we can't say extraterrestrials are friendly or not friendly. Of course. Of course, we do not know. I'm going to lead lean towards, you know, they don't want to be violent towards us. Right. Because, in my opinion, knock on wood, shit would have happened by now. That's my thought process. You know, obviously shit could have happened that was covered up. We have no idea. Right. But, in my opinion, there have been sightings longer than we have been alive. Decades. Decades and decades this has been happening. I mean, Roswell was 47. Yeah. Like, that's a Literally long... 80, almost 80 years ago. I think 47 is the year my grandpa was born, and he is 73. So, 73 years. Yeah. Okay. In that span of time, they haven't, like, invaded us. They haven't blown us up. They don't give a shit. They probably got here and they're like, oh, shit. These bitches are way behind. Yeah. Nothing we can gain here. There's nothing that they should be afraid of when it comes to us human beings. Right. They are so superior. Clearly, if they have made it here, they are superior because we have not been able to make it fucking anywhere. So there's, you know, whatever. But shit. You can feel free to send us an email and tell us your thoughts. 
We would love to read them. But moving on. So while retired officials involved with the effort, including former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, let's give him his accolades, um, hope the program will seek evidence of vehicles from other worlds. Still, its main focus on paper, probably, is discovering whether another nation, especially any potential adversary, is using breakout aviation technology that could threaten the United States. So it seems like they're saying, and probably why they have started using the term like unidentified aerial phenomenon or aerial threat terminology, is to get it out from under the cloak of UFO alien. Yeah. Um, Because they want to like put this facade on there. Like, well, this isn't an alien department. Yeah. This department, we want to make sure that no other country has super advanced technology that we're not aware of. Right. Because if they have it, we, we don't want them to use it against us. I think that's probably just a facade, honestly. Yeah, I mean, they can't come out and literally say, yeah, this is the alien department. Right. What exactly. Exactly. They're not going to do that. Because there are so many departments in the Department of Defense that are focused on national security. Why would they right. need another specific department to study the technology that other countries have? Exactly. Those That stuff is probably done elsewhere. There's really been no top U.S. official that has come out and been like, yo, aliens are real. They're among us. We talk to them. (laughs) Um, In December 2020. That's this month. That is this month. We current. In the last 30 days. That's right. Haim Ashid. That's my best guess at that name. We'll go with it. Who is a former leader of... Israel's defense ministry claimed in an Israeli newspaper, and listen closely, everyone. This is a big one. That humans have made contact with aliens and have formed a sort of agreement called the Galactic Federation. I love this term so much. It gives me everything I needed to get through this year. This is why I need you to watch Rick and Morty. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> the term Galactic Federation reminds me of Star Wars. Like, I'm just pin- like picturing Emperor Palpatine in my mind, and it's just, like, everything I could ever want in my life. Yeah, I get that. I freaking love Emperor Palpatine. I know that, obviously, he's the villain. Duh. And he's in the, like, you see the digression of Emperor Palpatine through episodes one, two, and three. And those are trash, but <laughs> I do love him. I'm telling you, I just think you would really enjoy Rick and Morty because it is so smart and witty. And uh, actual brain power goes mm-hmm. into creating those episodes. I'll make you a straight up deal. I am not watching The Office. I'll watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> If you will goddamn finish the last HP. 
I swear to God. (laughs) Okay, that's my New Year's resolution. I will have that finished by the middle of January. How about that? Deal. Also, speaking of The Office, tomorrow is D-Day. Keegan is sweating. Dude, I did download Peacock. I know that on the free Peacock, it's only the first three seasons. I'm patiently, a.k.a. wildly impatiently, waiting for the box set on Mm Blu-ray to come back in stock. It is out of stock everywhere. Everywhere. Amazon, Best Buy, Target, Walmart, all of the places, not available. When I was Christmas shopping for Keegan, I saw like an office board game and it wasn't like a monopoly version or anything had no idea what it was and i like went to grab it but then i thought i'm not gonna play this with him who the fuck's <laughs> gonna play this with him <laughs> like hey guys will you come over and play the office with me my wife doesn't want to <laughs> so anyways this guy goes on to say quote There is an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. They signed a contract with us to do experiments here. He's also claimed that there is an underground base in the depths of Mars, as in the planet. Martians, people. And that it hosts American astronauts and extraterrestrial reps to the Galactic Federation. Um. Okay. Let's break that down just a little bit. We need to digest this. That's too much. That's a lot. My first question is, how is the U.S. the country that is, like, in on this? Where where are the others? Like, where is China in this? Yeah. Wouldn't you feel like maybe China would be involved? Definitely Russia. Yeah, where's Russia? They had, like, the Russian space station, isn't that... Like, where are the badasses in this situation? Yeah, like, isn't there, like, a badass astronaut in the movie Armageddon (laughs) in the Russian space station? Like, what... Where are we on that? I know that movie's from 98, and it's complete fiction and probably really inaccurate, but I really enjoy it. Um, I just... (laughs) Now, I love what this guy is saying. I do, too. It's I want this to be real. I want the Galactic Federation to be a real thing. The name is kick-ass. I would wear a t-shirt that says Galactic Federation all day. Making them. We're making them. My sister and my babysitter got one of those t-shirt things. Oh, like the screen printer? Yes. Hell yeah. Uh, so stand by, we're making that shit. Um, but I just have to wonder how it's the U.S. I just, there are just much cooler countries than us. I just, I don't think they would choose us. I don't. I mean, I guess if we think, if we break it down, we kind of. I don't want to say set the standard, but like. Everything here is so, like... The American dream. Yes, yes. And, like, so many people come here and we're involved in all, like, these things around the world. It's, you know, we are involved in putting sanctions on other countries. We have embassies everywhere. We have our fucking finger 
everywhere on this earth. So I logistically, I understand. Mm -hmm. But it still seems funny to me. It is. (laughs) It is. So naturally, (laughs) President Donald Trump is now coming into the story. (laughs) And according to Israel, President Trump was on the verge (laughs) of revealing the existence of aliens, but was stopped by the Galactic Federation in order to prevent mass hysteria. Hmm. (laughs) Now that I'm thinking about it, what is Israel doing in this? I don't know. They're little. They're the only one who had the balls to come out and say, yo, there's a Galactic Federation out there. That's true. Way to go, Israel. Um, I I never like the term hysteria because, you know, as a woman, we get labeled hysterical. Uh, you know what? It is none of your business when I act hysterical. Okay? I will get into some hysterics if I fucking want. I don't think I've been hysterical ever in my life, but if I want to, I will. Now we're going to talk about John Brennan. He... Ran the CIA during the Obama administration. We're going to pour one out for the loss of (laughs) President Obama. He has said some interesting things regarding otherworldly life of late. He had a conversation with Tyler Cohen, who is an economist and podcaster. It was released in December 2020. What's up? This is the month for everything. And Brennan said, quote, Life is defined in many different ways. I think it's a bit presumptuous and arrogant for us to believe that there is no other form of life anywhere in the entire universe. Some of the phenomena we're going to be seeing continues to be unexplained and might, in fact, be some type of phenomenon that is the result of something we don't yet understand, and that can involve some type of activity that some might say constitutes a different form of life. Yo, have you ever heard of the word brief? (laughs) Edit some shit. (laughs) You could have just said, uh, there's some shit we're going to see and it might be aliens. (laughs) So much shorter. So, uh, (laughs) damn. (laughs) Thanks, John. John Brennan. Does no brevity. Completely agree with this statement. And we said that in episode one. Yeah. Like it it is ridiculous for human beings on planet Earth to think that we are the only beings in the universe. Oh yeah. Incredibly arrogant to believe that. Absolutely. Next we're gonna go over some notable incidents. Right. And we all know that UFO sightings has been happening for decades. Oh, yes. Decades. And we've said before in episode one, you know, most UFO sightings have been kind of consistent with their descriptions. Correct. And we're just going to get into that. Yes. So one of the first well-known sightings... Um, happened in 1947 by Kenneth Arnold. So we're going way back. Way back. Way back. Kenneth Arnold was flying a small plane and he reported seeing nine 
high-speed crescent-shaped objects over Mount Rainier and Washington. He claimed that they were zooming around at several thousand miles per hour and that it looked like saucers skipping on water. Now, I'm still flummoxed as to how people, I'm sure that I have no idea what goes into training pilots. I'm sure part of the training is how the speed at which other things fly. You have to, you know, be able to figure that out so you can miss things or whatever. I just need to know how people can watch something fly and be like, that's several thousand miles per hour. I can watch a car driving down the street and have zero idea how fast that car is driving. And they are also flying in a plane, so they're moving. These objects are moving. How can you tell? We talked about this in the Bermuda Triangle episode, where people are just, you know, how do they know? Yeah, I'm going to look this up right now, because I know Chip's going to come back with some shit of what the average speed of a plane would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, do these differ a lot? I I think they, pro- plane they probably plane to plane. do. I mean, commercial plane, military plane. I bet it it differs a lot. I bet there's a huge range. You know what, Chip? That's your task. It you're hired. You've been hired. We need to know how you can gauge speed in the air. How are they making these guesses? Even though the objects that this man saw they weren't that typical saucer shape. Um, The analogy he made led to the popularization of the term flying saucers. Right. Um, So, you know, he said they looked like saucers skipping on water. And obviously it's completely plausible that different crafts would have different shapes, of course, but... If we think about what Bob Lazar said and how the craft that he was working with flew up vertical with its bottom actually being the one that propelled it forward. Right. So instead of being how we think of it, it flips up and flies like belly first. If this guy saw it in flight... It potentially could be the shape of a flying saucer. It's just he's seeing it in flight. Yeah. And I have noticed that there's been a several reports of, you know, they saw the saucer in the sky and then it flipped mm-hmm. and then flew sideways. That's in, in the portion of the documentary we watched. That's what they said as well. The Hill couple. Yes. They were talking about seeing them hovering like over their farm and Mm -hmm. then they flipped up on their side and flew belly first yeah i think that's crazy that's pretty crazy it's just been so consistent over the years that's a really odd detail for so many different stories to share Mm -hmm. and it's so odd it is it really is because that's very specific it's very specific Then, of course, Roswell. Everyone knows about Roswell. We went over that quite a bit in episode one. And that story just constantly changed. Yeah. Yeah. They they changed what they said about that multiple times in print. Yeah. They changed it in print. Like, they printed the newspaper and said, UFO. Yeah. And then 
retracted it and said weather balloon. Does Pretty big any, difference. Does anyone have a copy of that original newspaper? Like, that would be something super cool to, like, find in your grandparents' attic or something. Oh, my god! You just stumble upon this, like, newspaper, and it's the Roswell newspaper that announced, like, the finding of the UFO. That would be outrageous to find. Whole, can you imagine? Well, maybe it wouldn't be worth a lot of money. It would be so awesome to frame and hang on your wall. Everyone, check your attics. And your basements. UFO sightings in New York City have been happening. Yeah, they have. As of September of 2020, there have been 184 sightings. Right. That's a lot. That's a lot. Especially, these are just the ones that have been reported. Right. In one area. Yes. This was in an article by Adam Nichols on Mm Patch.com. In the previous year, 2019, there were only 151 sightings reported. These are all sightings that were reported to the National UFO Reporting Center. Didn't know that thing existed. Me either. There's little UFO organizations like here and there all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So, some of these sightings include bright lights, strange sounds, and, of course, oddly shaped objects. Naturally. One person on Staten Island reported a burning sensation following a sighting. They said, quote, and that's when I felt like this heat-like feeling going through my body, starting at my head like some sort of radiation, burning me like frying me and that's when i realized it was the craft now i don't discount that at all right there's a spot in the neighborhood that my best friend grew up in and you walk by a pond and i don't know if the power lines there are just like really high voltage and active but when you went like walked under them on the sidewalk You could literally, like, feel it. Mm -hmm. And if you would, like, touch yourself or whoever you're with, it would instantly shock them. Hmm. And it wasn't just, like, I know it's easy to build up enough static to shock someone. Yeah. But you could, like, actually kind of feel it in your skin. That's crazy. I know. Huh. So that statement to me is not far-fetched at all. Right. And, of course, like... If there's a craft hovering near this person, I know that a lot of people have said that they're, they see they can see, like, the propulsion disturbance around the craft. Yeah. But there's no exhaust. But it's entirely possible that that propulsion, te- like, energy is what he is feeling. It would have to affect someone close enough to it. Of course. There's no way it, it, you wouldn't feel it. No. No. Maybe this guy got abducted and he just doesn't remember it. And the only thing he remembers is like muscle memory is is the burning. Dude. Yo. Staten Island, what's up? A really well-known incident. And this guy is a former Navy commander, David Fravor. He's actually 
on an episode of Joe Rogan. I talk about Joe Rogan so much, but that guy talks to everyone. I gotta get on the Joe Rogan train. Dude, he has so many episodes. It's outright. He's been podcasting since like 2009. But yeah, so he's talked to everyone, yeah. especially he ha- talks to a lot of people that do like conspiracy theories and he's really interested in this like UFO alien stories. Right. Um, so he's talked he had Bob Lazar on, he had Dr. Stephen Greer on, he had Tom DeLong, David Favor. Like he's talked to everyone in, in this scene. He's talked to him. I gotta hit those episodes up. You definitely should. I highly recommend Googling the episode number because he literally has over two thousand episodes. Good God. Yeah. So, don't try and scroll through. Because <laughs> it's going to be just give me a minute. ever. But he's also, like, he YouTubes. The cool thing about Spotify now is whenever you pull watch the episode, you can see the video, too. Yeah. So, that's really cool. And Joe Rogan films every one of his episodes now. I don't know when he started that, but... Anyway, so, Commander Favor was conducting a training mission off of the coast of California in 2004. And he saw an oblong craft flying erratically at an incredible speed, maneuvering in a way that defied known principles of aerodynamics. So he described the object as wingless, about 40 feet long, and shaped like a tic-tac. Still kind of in the realm (coughs) of the typical... Saucer shape. Still in the realm, especially with it in mind that it's flying up on its side. Exactly. Um, He told ABC News in 2017, quote, I can tell you I think it was not from this world. I'm not crazy. I haven't been drinking. It was after 18 years of flying, I've seen pretty much about everything that I can see in that realm. And this was nothing close. See, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) When you see these old men talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. So his account is convincing because not only because he seems like a believable, trustworthy guy who isn't gaining anything from saying this, um, but also because controllers in the Navy ships below on the water reported Objects being dropped about 80,000 feet from the sky and then shooting straight back upwards. Yeah. I mean, these people are really not gaining anything other than honorable mentions in stories like this. Yeah. I mean, what is David Favor gaining from us talking about him right now? Nothing. Literally nothing he doesn't even know. Yeah. Like, he was on Joe Rogan. I mean. Right. You know, I don't, I don't know if he got paid for that. Not enough to be consistently talking about this since 2004. Mm -hmm. So they watched that happen. I'm guessing they probably saw it with their eyeballs, Mm -hmm. but also on radar. Because he's out flying for a mission, training and blah, blah, blah. So the ships below are watching what's happening in the air on radar. Yeah. So they're seeing this happen. On their radar and with their eyes, like on the actual object. Um, 
Favor also noted that he saw disturbances on the surface of the water as the craft was flying. So that's probably the propulsion energy and that his radar jammed and stopped working, which is pretty consistent. Right. Um, when the craft vanished, his infrared showed no signs of exhaust trails. Again, consistent. consistent. In closing, Favor said, quote, I don't know what it is. I don't know what I saw. I just know it was really impressive, really fast, and I would like to fly it. <laughs> so adorable. That is re- like a really precious thing to say. I love that so much. And very like pilot of him. Yes, that is. Yeah. Okay, so our next two points here are from MUFON.com, which is Mutual UFO Network. Yes. Now, these have not been reported anywhere else except for this website. Yes. But they're worth mentioning. Yeah, and on the MUFON website, you can go through their feed and they have just a list of little blurbs and they assign cases to each report of sightings and abductions and the date that it's reported. And when I was on there just yesterday so yesterday was the 29th of december you could see reports from just a couple days ago so people are like constantly writing into this website um it says it was established in 1969 this this organization so take this with a grain of salt of course right it's not like legitimized by anything but these are just interesting fun to put in here. And honestly, yeah. I mean, pff, these people probably saw what they say they saw. Let's be honest. So reported on December 15th of this year. So literally a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. On MoveOn.com. We're going to call him John. Yeah. A dude in the suburb Carmichael of Sacramento was warming up for a workout in his local park. He was laying down after a short jog, and directly overhead, he saw a star-like object traveling west to east at an extreme altitude. Shortly after he noticed this star-like thing, it suddenly descended and fell thousands of feet to like treetop level. He said that it fluttered, vibrated, pulsed, and wobbled while it hovered there. He describes it as a silver or a chrome color and the size of a basketball. That (laughs) seems really small. Really small. Like in comparison to what everyone else sees. Yeah, it's, yeah, that could this be... An alien drone? Yes. This this is more likely in kind yes. of what I was thinking. He said it appeared sometimes solid, but also sometimes transparent. Hmm. But he said it left no emissions. Of course not. After it hovered 
in place for about five minutes, it ascended back to its original altitude and continued on. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> really interesting. And it if it's the size of a basketball, I feel like it would have to be a surveillance device. Yeah. And here's my thing about that particular report. If you are reporting your own UFO sighting for clout, popularity, you're probably going to describe your typical, what everyone else sees Mm -hmm. to be more believable. Yeah. We obviously don't know this dude. It's just on this website. But never anywhere else have I ever heard it described to be the size of a basketball. Never. Never. So when you hear of those differences, you kind of think, maybe this did happen? Yeah. I almost believe that more than, oh, I saw this UFO. It had a little globe on the top of it. I saw the aliens in there with their lights. Right. All around it. And then there was like a beam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. You're describing my hoodie, dude. Get out of here. Right. So... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a fun. That's a, it's a fun one. John. Um, Thank you, John. Laying down in the park after a jog. I would need to lay down in the park after a jog. Let's be real. Okay. So our last incident, also from the MUFON website, and this happened to a guy we're going to call David and his girlfriend, who we will call Tammy. And along with his neighbor, (laughs) who we're going to call Scott. So we got three people involved in this one. So David, Tammy, and Scott observed the apparently random movements of what they described as a yellow-orange sphere over Charlotte, North Carolina. They captured what they saw on video, and when they reviewed it afterwards, the object appeared to be bluish-white with an irregular internal coloration. I'm guessing the outer edges of the sphere was blue-white, and the internal, like the center, was yellow-orange. Maybe like the blue-white was almost a glow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what I get from it. Um, the object was at 70 degrees above the horizon, whatever the fuck that means. Yo, what up, Chip? Um, it pulsated and appeared to spin. About five minutes after initially seeing it, it hovered in place and they observed it hovering for about 45 minutes. Good Lord. Now, that's a long time. (laughs) But when I thought about it, because initially when I read this, I was like, who the fuck is going to stand there for 45 minutes and stare at this thing? That is ridiculous. Yeah. And then I thought, maybe I would, though. Okay. So, you know that I love Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes. There are so many Easter eggs, hidden things. Mm-hmm. And two, and a few of those involve UFOs. Mm-hmm. 
if I saw a UFO in real life, I would probably stare at it until it went away. Yeah, which is what appears to have happened here. Right. They watched it hovering there. And when it disappeared, they went inside to watch their footage. So, so. on the game, when I discovered the first UFO, I stared at a fake UFO on a game <laughs> for a good two or three minutes. Right. That's a long time. That's a long time. But I was like, God, this is so fucking cool. Couldn't yeah. imagine what it would be like in real life. Yeah. Um, yeah. After thinking about it for a minute, I was like, yeah, I would probably stand there until it left. Absolutely. Because they were probably waiting for it to do something else. Yes. Like, they're not just standing here watching it. They're waiting for something else to happen. It's like when you go to the zoo and you're staring at the giraffes. Yeah. Or the lions. Mm -hmm. You kind of wait to see if they're going to do something crazy. That's true. Um, I will say, last time I was at the zoo, I went to the Omaha Zoo. I want to go there. It's very, very cool. We saw a tiger. And they're way bigger than I thought they were. Because when you only ever see tigers on TV, you don't really think about how big it is. Yeah. But... So we saw it in its little, like, area, and it was kind of far away. And then you walk up into this, like, elevated, it's almost like a tree house type of thing. Mm -hmm. And there's a glass window, and you can get, like, face-to-face -face close with this thing. And the head of this tiger was, like, the size of my body. And I was like, <laughs> whoa. Oh, that, all right. I'm way more weary of you now <laughs> that I have the context from your size. Now that we are close and I see, it's time for me to leave now because you could eat me for sure. Did you know that um, cats, you know, tigers, lions, I mean, even house cats... We all know how their tongue is like sandpaper. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like that so they can, it can aid them in like licking the flesh off of their food. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, I was going to guess. I did not previously know that. I was going to guess their tongue is like that so it can lick my skin off. Yes. Okay. I always thought it was some self-cleaning helper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Well, it seems to serve a dual purpose because obviously they do self-clean. Um, April is not self-cleaning. No. She's currently got a wound. Yeah, the fuck? I'm pretty sure some of her blood's on my finger. Probably. It went away. Well, I did wash my hands earlier, but. Yeah. She's fine, everyone. She's, she's fine. It's she has not a scab. A, it's, a, it's a small scratch that has a scab on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I refer to it as a wound. <laughs> Um, so David also noted that he saw 11 of what he assumed were military jets at lower altitude at the same time he's seeing this UFO, but they didn't seem, the military jets did not seem to be in pursuit of the UFO craft. So they were 
adjacent in location, but not related. The jets were just here, and they didn't really care about the UFO. That's very ironic. That seems weird. Maybe they were just, like, keeping tabs. Yeah. Watching it. Or maybe they were colluding. Maybe they were there together. And, you know, they just... Could have been. You know. It, that was it. That was it. We don't know. Yeah. We don't really know, but... They're in cahoots. I'm, we're going to wildly conjecture from now on. I haven't used the word cahoots in a long time. Cahoots is an excellent term. I really liked saying that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the end of the incidents and really the end of the information we have to dole out today. Yeah, I mean, I guess really the only thing left is for people to start deciding, is this a coincidence, all of this? That all of this has happened in 2020? Yeah. 2020, I don't even know what to say about it. Yeah. Honestly. I know. One more day of it. That's really wild. But everyone needs to realize it's not just going to end. Well, of course. Of course (laughs) not. Everyone's like, 2021 is going to be my year. That's what we said this time last year. It's the year for dreams to come true. (laughs) Like, people wear your fucking masks. Still. So, maybe one day things will be better. But, I mean, at least we've had a bunch of alien shit happen this year. Yeah. That's the best part of this year. And the Galactic Federation. There's, I've heard nothing better. Never. And then the Galactic Federation. I've that, got I've got to think about this t-shirt design. It has to be a black t-shirt. I'm thinking like we create a logo for the Galactic Federation. Yes. Maybe have like an employee ID number on there. Yes. I'm for this. So like on the t-shirt where the pocket would be is the logo. Yes. So this is Dakota's idea what he, that he had for our logo. And okay. t-shirts. He thought that we should... Now, the t-shirt with the big logo obviously looks cool. But he said it would also be cool if on a t-shirt where the pocket would be, mm-hmm. we put our logo. That would be cute. Small. Yes. And if you wanted, you could do like a pocket with like the trees sticking out of the pocket and had the logo like under the pocket. A hidden logo with just the tree showing. That's cute. Yeah. These are things that he thinks about. Dakota, what are you doing in the medical industry? I know. He should be, like, creating merch. I mean, he's over here grilling pizzas and thinking up t-shirt designs. He's an innovator. He's an innovator. What would we do without him? I don't, you know, we wouldn't have these ideas. That's for goddamn sure. I wouldn't have grilled a pizza. (laughs) Definitely wouldn't have done that. I don't know how to run the grill. I've never had an interest in doing it. But whenever I was young... Anytime we would have, like, food grilled at my dad's, Angel, she was the grill master in our family. I love grilled food. Me too. Anything on the grill. Me too. Chicken is always better on the grill. Haven't had a pizza on the grill. You should maybe try it. I love potatoes on the grill. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really hungry. I haven't eaten dinner. I, as I said earlier, well, I guess I did eat dinner. I had a peace tea and, and an ice cream bar. sandwich. 
Yep. It was an Oreo Klondike bar. Delicious. So good. Mm. Now I'm thinking about ice cream. I stood in the ice cream aisle for a hot minute because I was like, do I want to get the Klondike bars or do I want to get like a pint for each of us? Mm. And have you ever had the um, brand that's a hy to the moon? Mm-mm. It's very good. I don't really purchase ice cream. Really? Yeah. I love to purchase like the little one pint ice creams or even the really small ice creams because I don't eat a, I love ice cream, but I don't eat a lot in one sitting. Yeah. So those little pints are perfect. I'll get one out, wrap a towel around it because my hands get cold. And I like to eat my ice cream with a fork because I like my ice cream very frozen. Okay. I do not like to bend my spoons. Yeah. Because the ice cream is very frozen. So the tines of the fork can get in there better. Okay. So it's a practical choice. I like ice cream. I much prefer it on a cone and from like a place. A place. An ice cream specific place. Even though it's literally exactly the same. Yeah. My go to sweet snack that we buy often is oreos okay i just love oreos yeah okay so we have gone through a lot of what has been revealed this year we've talked about some incidents well known we've got the 47 we've got the 2004 we've come up all the way to 2020 so now that we are full of information The Galactic Federation has been revealed. What do we do now? I say we just offer the aliens an apple pie and ask them if they will take us to their planet. Why not? That's our only option. Because, you know, what else are we going to do? Not shit. Nothing here, at least. Yeah. Could you imagine podcasting from fucking outer space? Or, I mean, if that didn't if that didn't get us an email, nothing is going to get us an email. <laughs> I'm just saying. Coming to you live from outer from fucking outer space. space. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So, our final thoughts. Aliens are real. And we want to know if you think they're real. And in order to tell us If you think they're real, Mm -hmm. please email us. You may email us. You may send us a DM on our Instagrams. Yes. Instagram is what if I told you pod. Facebook is what if I told you podcast. And the email is what if I told you podcast at gmail.com. That's right. And, uh. We have just one request for you, just one favor to ask in return for the expostulation on aliens we just did. And that is for you to please, please subscribe to us so you can get our episodes every week when we put them out. Yes. Um, We're consistent. That's kind of our thing. Um, And share us. If you have some friends, which of course you do because you're awesome, (laughs) tell your friends about us and you guys can then get together 
however you want to do that right now. Have a chat, listen to us together, have a wine or a tea or an ice cream. And then don't forget to rate us. Yes. Five stars would be great. You know. Write us a cute little review. Oh my gosh, I would love that. And and maybe if you took the time to write us a cute little review with your five star rating, we'll read it. Oh, would verbatim. Love to read it. We'll read it verbatim on the next show. Yes. It'll be great. We are super grateful for every single one of you. And you know, I'm going to be joining the Apple community sooner rather than later. That's right. She's on the, she's got a ticket. She's preparing to board the train. And you can't do that kind of stuff on Spotify. You can't rate. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of like Spotify. Can you at least do a little something? That's weird. There's no interactive nature. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just really excited to rate us five stars and leave just reviews once a week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have definitely rated us one stars. One stars. (laughs) Five stars. I gave us five, you guys. Um, I didn't write a review, though. I'm going to need you to do that. I would really like to know what you think. (laughs) (laughs) So... As always, Haley and Ariel, you two are just amazing. Just the best. The freaking best. I don't know what we would do without you. Yeah. We would literally be a white dot on your phone right now. That's right. It would just be awkward with us coming in with no music. Yeah, it would be, it would just hit you right in the face. No bumper at all. Man. Ugh, it'd be terrible. So, yes. We're also in the market for a um, possum, a pod possum. Yeah, we've got pod cats. Oh, that's kind (laughs) of, that's really punny. (laughs) Oh my gosh, another t-shirt idea. Pod cats. The pod cats. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. And just have a, like, the front. Big Binks, back, Big Freya. Yeah, and then just little tiny in the corner, podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. This is the creating episode. Um, we've got the pod cats, the pod pups, the pod pad, and now we just need our pod possum. Why does pod just go with everything? <laughs> it does. It really does. Can you imagine if we just, like, found a possum? Okay. Where we live, that's not out of the question. There's probably a possum outside right now. Absolutely there is. It's just chilling, waiting for us to rescue it. It's a progressive possum here in the Midwest wanting to be a pod possum. She's a single mom. She's carrying her babies. (laughs) I need several possum babies. I really, possum babies are really cute. Adult possums, a little freaky. A little bit. But I like it. It's cool. They're fine. They're I mean, funny. they don't have rabies. They play dead. They play dead. 
I'm down for that. So I think with that, we've about wrapped her up. I think we're about done here. So this will be our first release of 2021. Ew. So we want to start out this year with what we can control. And that is to just please be kind to each other and stay weird. Bye. Bye.